What's up, YouTube? This show, we talk about refocusing your goals for 2021. Maybe you are stuck. Maybe you fell off your New Year's resolutions. I don't know what it is, but in this show, we talk about refocusing. So give it a like, give it a thumbs up, and as always, ring that bell so you know when the new podcasts come out. We love you. Check out this show. Welcome to the Renewing the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Sanchez. Join with me, as always, my dad, Dr. Raul Sanchez. How you doing, dad? I'm feeling amazing. Like back in the day at NDSU, we had a saying, those who play will stay. Those who stay will be champions. Once a champion, always a champion. Let's go, baby. There's the ring kiss. On All this day. podcast, we teach you how to renew your perspective, move towards uncertainty, and find what's awesome about that in every situation. And wah, wah, uh, wah. today we are talking about refocus. Yes. So we are officially two months into the new year. Um, and if you're like me, you had a lot of motivation, you know, January, and then it probably died off a little bit in February. And then now we're trying to figure out, you know, where we're at, what we're doing. And um, so the, I mean, this is not, I'm not speaking from a place of like, Hey, listen to me. I'm on this joker trying to figure out how do I get back on the horse after falling off it. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So I just titled it refocus um, because it's kind of, that's what needs to happen, right? You got to refocus, refine your why, re-figure out what you're doing, kind of have that. Correct. Everyone was super focused in January and now we're kind of like, eh, you know, the excitement, the momentum stopped. And um, so that's kind of what we're talking about, you know, restart, refocus, get back on the horse, get back on track. If you're on track and you're going, man, it never hurts to to refocus and to re, re realign, you know, your thoughts and what you're doing and why you're yep. doing them. And if Correct. you're like me and, you know, what I'm saying you may be like not doing what you were doing in January, then uh, this is for us. So that kind of kicks it off. You want to hop into maybe a little bit of what you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, so uh, the concept of help, I'm stuck. Uh, how do I refocus on my goals? That's what we're talking about today. And that's everybody at any point in time. So just, just for the sake of just definition, so stuck, like frozen, fixed, like trapped. Uh, and then the big one is I'm not moving or I'm not going anywhere. So this is a person who's still putting in work. And in the beginning, you put in work and you see a lot of gains. And so there's a lot of dopamine, a lot of motivation, a lot of pictures, a lot of, a lot of excitement. You got self-rewards, you're going off. And then now you're still doing the work and the slow, the work dies down. And then there's two issues. One, I don't have the intense focus on my work. And number two, I don't have the, the gains or the rewards. And so just personally talking to Ty, you know, us being, you know, father, son, I'll say, hey, you know, what's, what's working for you? Because always dial in the recipe, because if you throw together a recipe and you have no idea what you put in it, you can't, re you can't replicate it. So Tyler typically will say, dude, my gains are coming. Or he's like results. Uh, and that's everybody. Everybody flies when you got results. And then it all shakes down into a war with self when there's no results. So how do you keep getting up? How do you keep working? How do you keep grinding? Yeah. When you're not yeah. seeing the results. The number one word is neuroplasticity neuroplasticity. So this is a word that's been around for a couple of decades. Uh, and, um, I've been, you know, I purchased a program about licensing and I teach a neuroplasticity program at the office since I bought it in that program in 2004, started teaching in 2006. 
And it's been a process of our family, what we do and how you reboot. But that's what we're going to be going through today. And you don't have to do a brain program. You can, but I'm going to break down what you can do behaviorally today. So neuroplasticity is the ability for your neurons to stretch, kind of break down and grow, and then recruit more neuronal networks or like basically more people uh, to start a new pathway. And that pathway can be a solo pathway, like a one-time thing, like learn how to cut with a knife or something, or it could be a pathway to like learn how to lose weight, which takes a lot of different pathways. So it could spring one road or it can spring a whole like clover leaf, like in the brain, as far as like neural networks. So that's called neuroplasticity and plasticity is the idea of like, like hot plastic. So it stretches you can mold it. You can meld it uh, almost like dealing with slime and then you like cook it and then it gets hard. So we're, that's what we're talking about. So we're going to be talking about three steps. The first step, I'll just give you the steps and I'll break it down. So number one is recognition. Um, number two is intense attention. Number one, recognition. Number two, intense attention. And then um, that intense intention breaks down into two pieces. And then number three is basically behavior. Uh, so, okay, so we'll start with recognition, number one. So the first thing you have to do is you recognize the problem. And he, that is inherently where everybody falls. So, okay, everyone has a goal. You're taking off. You got rewards. You got goals. You got uh, progress. Everyone's jacked. And then all of a sudden, you fall down a plateau and you're stuck. Then we break down into two types of people. One type of people just got decided, like, you know what? Uh, I'm just not going to post. Uh, I'll figure it out later. So they procrastinate it. They don't look at it. The second type of people ask somebody or they go back in a journal, take a look at notes. And you're going to ask this, this major question. Where did I fall? Where did I fall? And then that recognition of the problem is the key to the beginning. We say this all the time, and I'll say it until you have it memorized, like your middle name. But the concept is you don't know what you don't know. But once you know, you cannot unknow. Now, this is what's really cool. Let's say last year I tried and failed. This year I'm going to try and let's say I fail again. The actual level up process is if I fail a different way today. If I fail a different way this year, now I've got two ways where I've, I've problem solved or troubleshooted failure. So now when we say love the process, master the process, enjoy the process, the process gives you all those abilities to work through a failure. So I would never like to have a one trial win because then I don't know how to beat failure. I'd rather climb the hard road. I know that sounds weird, but because after the hard road and I get success, I can transfer all those failed processes into any other technique in life. I learn how to juggle. I can learn how to do this. I can learn how to ride a unicycle. It doesn't matter because I have the process now. So that's what we talk about. So your biggest issue is identifying or recognizing the problem. Okay. Now, once you've identified the problem, Okay, now you have to state out loud, like, hey, Tyler, help me fix this problem. Like, I recognize now my issue is snooze. Okay, and so now you talk to somebody and you're going to problem shoot an awareness of snooze. And so now we're going to go into that one. Okay, so now number two, uh, intense attention, uh, in, uh, intense attention. So think about this. Your brain does, let's just even say a thousand decisions a day. How does your brain know? Like if I decide to ride my bike as my training bike, my cycling bike in the, at home, how does my brain know that I'm trying to PR there? It has no idea. How does it know? Like when I'm making a pancake, that's just a daily routine. How do I know when I'm driving to the office? Like I'm really learning how to drive and be more aware of like defensive driving. The brain has no idea to know what's automated and what's something you're new learning. Unless of course you add intensity. Okay. Intensity is a number one way 
where our brain calls the two primary neurotransmitters that signals let's go like, Hey, this is business. Like, Hey, th dude, this ain't, this ain't no pickup game. This is Sunday. Okay. So the first one is, uh, epinephrine, epinephrine, Stacy will post it in the chat. Epinephrine is number one. Yeah. She's jotting them down. Okay. Perfect. And then number two is, uh, acetylcholine. Okay. So it, it, epinephrine. Google that one. Cause I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> I gave it to Stace. Oh, okay. So my, my, yeah. Stacy will post it. Okay. Uh, so those are the two neurotransmitters. So just check this out. Epinephrine is the same thing as adrenaline. One's kicked out in the brain, epinephrine, and then adrenaline's kicked out in the kidneys. That's basically like if somebody comes up to you and pushes you and then starts to swing at you or something, there, there, there's two seconds of life or death and then adrenaline hits and then you're go. Uh, or, you know, you're walking your kid at a park and you hear a big dog. Like you can tell like little yipping dog and then like a big dog, like a Doberman, like there's two seconds and boom, adrenaline hits. Okay. So that's intense focus. That's, that's intensity of attention. Does that make sense? So now I have arousal. Boom. I have alertness. Boom. And now I'm ready to go. Now my brain, after a thousand signals a day, has this big thing that says, hey, pay attention. This is, this is big. This is deep. Okay. So we always like laugh and pound our chest. And we talk about basketball. You're dribbling the basketball and you're like, three, two, one, shoot. Oh, dang. Okay. Read it. Three, two, one, lay it. Okay. Right, wait. Right, right. Okay. Because we're all trying to mimic that intense focus, that intense attention, because that's when the brain learns. Okay. So, so, so how, how do you, how do you make that happen though? How do you make uh, adrenaline happen? Well, yeah. How do you make that intensity? You just start okay. telling yourself. Yeah. So it's going to be intense or, I mean, do you like, remember, do you remember my, one of my best motivators? I go to uh, college football locker room, right? They go to their YouTubes and watch a dude try to squat and watch so, 16, so before you, dudes. So to get motivated, you just start listening to just watching people do like, you just got to find something to force you to do that. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Or like when I'm really motivated to do something, you see me drop and do pushups all the time. Why? Because you, you're like, hey, your brain's laying, let's go. Like, it's time. You guys laugh sometimes when I do pushups. It's not because I'm 50. It's because like, let's go. I want my brain to be fire. I want my brain to remember this moment. Okay. So, so, so your intensity a day, you got to have something that says, boom, this is big. And then, and then you kind of settle it back down the rest of the day. Okay. So let's say that, that in my head, and I'm obviously just thinking like uh, of other scenarios. So yeah. that in my head makes sense if I'm about to ride my bike, if I'm about to work out, but let's say something that I want to change or refocus on is, you know, finances or, um, you know, other, other struggles than just working out. I'm about to just like, you know, turn on some ACDC and start bopping out some pushups to save money. Or, you know, like, yes. how do you, yes. what's so, the intensity? You know how boring. Okay. This is just me and I'm sorry. Or like writing, you know, like writing or being yes. creative, like all that stuff. I'm just going to start super boring. Just going. <laughs> yeah, that's one way. Yes. You have to kind of get okay. visual attention to spark so that you know, like this is a big, you're signaling to your brain. Hey, recognize this moment. Okay. So yeah. So like if you're going to a tax meeting, yes, you can listen to hype videos as you get in there because your brain is alert. You can listen to like some kind of like, you know, weight room playlist to go in there. I know it, it seems really weird. Like, okay, so I'm going to go with headbanger ACDC, like, you know, teen spirit, whatever, just go rock my, and then I'm going to go sit down and have an, an accounting meeting. Yeah. Cause otherwise you'll be in there just like, huh? What? No, that makes sense though. Because like we all have something to kind of get us, you know, a little bit of fired up. Yes. But yes. okay. Yes. Correct. But do, do that reminds me, this is off topic, but remember I, there's like five to 10 big fights in our life 
that I remember between me and you and me and mom and us all together. But okay. one of them, do you remember when I, we were in, I was in fourth grade and we were heading to a, a soccer tournament and um, we were driving in the car and dad was like, yeah, let's get pumped up, you know, to go play soccer. And he was blaring some Christian music. Yes. And I said, dude, this Christmas music, cause it sounded like Christmas music can't get me pumped up. And this man thought I said Christian music went off on a whole sermon on salvation and how Jesus dying on the cross needs to get you pumped up. And the whole time I said, I said Christmas music. And tell me Kirk Franklin can't motivate you to <laughs> have a killer soccer game. I mean, Kirk Franklin can, but like yeah. uh, okay. not, not Natalie Grant's Christmas album. <laughs> Shout out okay. to mom's playlist. All right. Mom asked the question, uh, what other ways? Okay. So then the other ways, like, so take a look at this. So, the, so we're talking about alertness now. So how do I, and it could be anything. So if I'm trying to write my book, if I'm trying to learn how to cook recipes, if I'm trying to do something that quote, I suck at, like I'm trying to boost up an area in my life that like I continue to fail. And so I punt it every year. I don't want to do it. I have to signal to my brain alertness. However it gets done to you, that's how you want to signal alertness. So one way is like hype videos, pump videos, push-ups, excitement, so you can get your body alert. Another way is very simple. The number one medical mimic of ADD, which is slow cognitive processing, like you just can't get alert, is sleep deprivation. So if your sleep is off, so, you know, we just got some smart smart watches for Christmas and, you know, we start to monitor our sleep. It's pretty crazy to see to see how many times I move or how many times I get up, how many times my body thinks I'm not sleeping. Uh, and then it's really crazy right before I wake up when I, I start to think about my morning, but I make myself stay asleep. That's actually in deep sleep. It's crazy to me how I can kind of dream state. So it's, it's interesting. So we'll have to be another whole talk about the brain and sleep, but number one way you can actually get up and be alert is sleep. Okay. Now a number two way, and we all do it is stimulants. So you can wake up and have green tea. You can wake up and have uh, caffeine. You can, you know, go through and get your oat milk, you know, hazelnut double shot. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh -huh. And then that's, one that's today. Yeah. And that's why our brain likes it so much is because we're alert. So now if you just, if you sit here and just like you drink that every single day, at, let's say, okay, every single day, let's say I have that same shot, double shot, oat milk, you know, hazelnut every day. And then all of a sudden I'm supposed to go work on a book. I can't use my same thing now because my level is here. And now I've leveled up every day on this stimulant drink. That's why it doesn't work anymore. Mm. That's why you have to pay attention to what you do every day, because if it's a big day or a big moment, you have to have the brain have alertness to say, this is big. And this is why athletes lock down a game day routine. That's tight. Uh, just working with the state champ, you know, wrestler and working with some other state champions. It's crazy to me how we build a 24 hour clock around that game day. And then, so when I talk to them at post, post championship, whatever, they just laugh and they're like, dude, it's so re it's so unreal. Like, it's just surreal. Like I can't, like, it's just how we mapped it in the head. It's just what we thought. It's just what we said. It's just what we, it's pretty crazy because the brain knows that a big day is coming. And then in the big day, it's not that big. Now, if I plan like this every single day and I have a big moment, like, let's say I'm trying to work out and I'm using weights and let's say I only do cardio. Well, if I don't make myself alert and I don't get myself uh, aroused, then I can't, I can't PR, I can't do it. And then if I do it, my body and brain are going at it. Like I don't want to do it. So now when I leave, my brain's not looking at why it was good. My brain's saying, here's the four reasons why you shouldn't do this anymore, because that's what I'm programming. But instead, if I'm like, Hey, this sucks, but I know it's good for me. Hey, this stinks, but 
I know muscles are the longevity organ of life. The more muscles you carry, the longer you live. And so like okay. those, those principles are really, really important to get your brain motivated to throw alertness. Um, number three. Hold on, hold on. Before you move forward, a couple okay. comments. Um, mom said, would watching other success stories work? I think that's a, yeah, that's what, you, when you talk about watching people lift weights, Yep. you know, that gets, especially, especially if they, if they get hype and one of your, one of your things to watch is when you watch a video and when they hit hard, like, Hey, they did it. They chest bump or they get excited. If you got goosebumps or you feel motivated in your stomach, you won't feel like excited mentally. It'll be a physical body thing. You'll feel it. Like I, I can feel like goosebumps. My, the hairs on my neck kind of get excited. It's weird, but that's just what happens. So yes. Yep. Um, and then, Oh, just lost my chat or the, the comments. Okay, I, don't, I don't have mine up. So hold on. I'll just refresh it. Okay. They just, they're gone. Okay. Um, whoa, I lost everything. Okay. All right. Well, it comes back. Uh, Alicia, okay, basically, so I, I'll, we'll I'll paraphrase Alicia's. It, it basically just said, um, she talks to herself. Oh, there it goes. Okay. Um, she said, simply talking to my, her, myself out loud, telling myself I can do this, whatever that may be, helps me. Obviously, when no one is around or no one is around, of course. Yeah. But, so that that goes into the very first step, recognition. Yep. She's recognizing it and she's announcing that, hey, this is super important to me. Yep. So, yes, yep. that works, too. Okay. All right. And then Dan said, white monsters in the AM are fire. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so we got recognition. And then number two is we got intense attention. And under there, we have epinephrine, which is arousal. And then we have neurostimulant, right, with coffee, tea. And then the third one in that section, number two, is public accountability. So when we do our Resilient Men's Conference, we talk about high challenge resilience. High challenge is, hey, Tyler, I'm going to set this goal, right? Hey, Dan, I'm going to set this goal. And I want you two to check in on me every single Thursday and just ask, are you continuing on your climb? Are you on it? Yes. And then I'll post every Sunday. I'll send you to my, my stuff. It's not accountability as in like, because see what happens with accountability is like, if you're my accountability, man, I'm embarrassed to talk to you because now, like, for some reason I've elevated you to a dad status. And now it's like kind of hard to come to your dad and say, Hey, I failed. We want to keep it as just like partners, like bros. Like that's why we call it climbing buddies. Okay. Now, if I do a goal and I'm private, I'm quiet. Nobody knows. We call that low challenge. It still is a challenge by the way, because I'm challenging myself. But the problem is no one else knows. So when I hit this stuck wall that we're talking about right now, there's no way out because nobody knew I started. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So let me talk personally. So Alex Pick, who's in here, and then Isaiah Mead, we text each other each morning and like a little check mark or like a done or completed or did it, you know, just something real simple. Right. Um, you know, and sometimes that's as far as it goes. Other times it's like, yeah, I rode the bike for a half hour or, you know, did the rower for 15 minutes or whatever it is. But your boy over here has fell off for like, you know, like three weeks of working out. So I just see the text every come through every day. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, didn't didn't do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, next day, next day, tomorrow, tomorrow. So that's where I'm at with all of that. You know, okay. I know, the, I know, I know step one, I've recognized it, been recognized it. Okay. Uh, intense attention is lacking or I haven't put enough attention to get me over that hump to start, you know? 
it, it's kind of like pushing a car that's out of gas. It, it, that initial, it takes way more energy to get it moving than it does once it's moving. Now the car's completely stopped and I'm on a little slope uphill and I just can't get that joker rolling at all. Yeah, so this is where Jerry Rice comes in. Jerry Rice says, and, and Alex is trying to do it. You know, he's yeah. sending me the same text. At least he's on me. I'm just yeah. at a place where I'm like, the only thing I can come up with is like, I just have to suck it up and do it. So Jerry Rice says, how can you not give 100% effort oh, when, when out. continue? Oh, how can you not give 100% effort when effort is 100% up to you? This now becomes an effort game. And as you know, on a climb, like it's fun at first, you got adrenaline at first, you got everybody laughing and cheering at first. Like I would tell you like that's the marathon, you know, we're trying to run that half or trying to run a 5k, everyone's at the gate. And then you come around a corner and it's just like crickets and you got bugs on you getting beaten by mosquitoes. You're sweaty, you're thirsty. You don't have a water bottle. There's no water table around. Like now it's just grind. It's just how deep, you know, can you go? And this is where Jerry Rice is genius. He says, how can you not give hundred percent effort when 100% of the effort is up to you. That's what it comes down to. Now, to help you out on that accountability grind, you can pair, you can pair emotions with that. So some people are love focused. So like, hey, what do I get when I get that when I get done here? So like Lisa says, hey, I'll take you on a date night. So you can do it that way. The other way you could do it achievement oriented. So like you and Alex and Dan are saying, hey, when I get out, when I get done here, we're going to Crave and I'm ordering two sushi rolls. Uh, so you can put that out there, set the date, set a timeline, go after it. That's called the climb goal. You want to get up to the top of that. And some people are fear or anger motivated. And that'd be more like me. So like the, the ability to prove people wrong, or if somebody says you can't do that, like there's something inside of me that says, watch me. And that's a deep motivator. So I would be more of a, more of like an anger motivator. So I motivate through that channel of adrenaline. And that's just where I've come from really just growing up and having nobody else to push me and, and nobody cheering me on. If I had a bunch of cheerleaders, I'd be wired differently. But my wiring is like, if you tell me I can't, or if I challenge myself, like, dude, you're too old. Uh, so I don't say, hey, hey, Sanchez, you can do it. I say, bro, you're 50. You got bad knees. You got cartilage just missing. Like, you know, you've got bone chips in your ankle. Like, you're going to do this? And that, for some reason, motivates me. Watch TV with a blanket. <laughs> bruh that's 2021 pandemic like i got i got a hoodie on right now something's happening alicia texts me she's going to bed but then she keeps hopping in this these uh the chat with um that's some daggers. you know why okay tell me what stuff just happened what just happened to alicia she just got fired up yeah she got she, go to bed she so got i've been telling him jillian got jillian got some adrenaline she said maybe not a food reward for tyler that's facts oh oh okay my bad Bye Maybe bye. we could go watch the sunset. Yeah. So, okay. Just as you, as you saw, we were preparing for the thing. She, she said, I like that, but pair it with an emotional emotion to motivate. Yeah, just, correct. You know, so uh, my daughter, Valencia just came down while we were preparing, preparing for this. And uh, she's working on a back handspring in the last two times at a meet she's had to uh, coach had to run out and put a hand out there and it's just really not even helping her, but it's just more the peace of mind. And so she came downstairs and she must've hit it tonight in practice. And she says, dad, if I, uh, hit this tomorrow and practice again. Like, uh, what do I get? And, um, I said a date night with me and she goes, uh, <laughs> so then I go not worth it. Uh, yeah, see, it didn't, it didn't do it. Eh, not so, worth so then it. I was like, okay, you can have one friend sleep over. And she just started jumping up and down and I heard her run upstairs. And then Stacy's like, no, 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 that's too much work for me. Tell your daddy has to talk to me. So she comes back downstairs. I'm like, okay. So then I just fist bumped her and I said, if you landed in the meet on Saturday, 
it's a sleepover. So she went upstairs. Yeah. And then Tyler heard it because she was like breakdancing upstairs. <laughs> yeah, she was screaming. So, so listen, that that's exactly what happened. So now that she needs some accountability, I'm the accountability person, but it's not me as the accountability, like dad's going to get on you. It's I'm holding a reward out in front of her. And now that I know that she's going to do it now, it's a high challenge. So maybe next time we circle back, we'll, we'll say if she did it or not. Cool. So set some so, goal. Okay. Yeah. Keep so, going. so, so those are the three pieces of arousal. Okay. So yep. you've got sleep, you have a neurostimulant, and then you have the high challenge accountability, which we also pair with a strong emotion. Mom would be love. Tyler would be like a brotherly love kind of a thing. Right. Mine would be more anger reward of like, I can bust through it. I just proved it. I proved, I proved him wrong. Like nobody's even wrong. Like this is like, we're, so you get mad at me sometimes when I say I'm, I'm like Jordan, but only in this one way, nah. like, well, Jordan motivated because he'd create a story in his head that somebody hates me. And then he would just go dunk on that dude to prove I've like, seen I your jump you. shot. It's far from Jordan. Okay. Hey, hey, where's Chase? I need Chase Fowler. I need Chase. He's not here. I need, I need Garrett. He's in the he's in the ice storm of Texas. Ask them what happened next time. Old man stepped up All on right. court. Third third thing, yeah, uh behavior. Subject. Yeah, yeah. You better change the behavior. Subject. Okay, behavior. Now, the behavior goes to what Alicia is talking about. And when we talk about behavior, we always fall back on self-talk. Because when it's just you versus you, there's no excuses. And unfortunately, only you know all of your failures. I might know a failure that you told me about, but only you know all your failures. So you have to be the person to focus on the failure side of that. And that intense focus of visualization training is where the behavior changes. So think about this for a second. Um, and this is where acetylcholine comes in. So let's talk about acetylcholine. Uh, acetylcholine is the ability to use what we call signal detection. So if I'm focusing on something and I hear my dog bark, that instantly steals my attention. Or if the garage comes open or a car honks outside, or like, you know, when I'm up writing, you know, 5 a.m., uh, the dump truck comes and takes all the garbage. It's super loud. So if you have acetylcholine in, it, what it does is it's just a bunch of signals that the brain pays attention to, and it'll actually mute all the signals and it keeps your target signal very high. So what happens with that is it, there's an ability to increase your target stimulus simultaneously by decreasing all the other stimuli. Okay. Now, how you do that is it's signaled by the eyes. So when we talk about like, we talk about the girls, Stella and Eliza, they're watching TV. You could walk in front of them and go like this. And they're literally just like Coco Melon, Coco Melon coma, right? Okay. So we call that tunnel vision. So what happens is acetylcholine is dropping down from the brain and it puts this cone. So like out here, like your cool lenses that you have, Ty, like, so some of this stuff is super blurry, but only that portrait face is zoomed in. That's the intense focus. Yeah. So when that happens, yeah, exactly. Listen, when that happens, we signal to the brain. That's the thing. That's the thing that I want you to focus on. Forget everything else. That thing right there. And so when we put our eyes on an intense focus, I want you to think about how the brain learns that. Now, if you're like, okay, you, you and I talk about the, those green tundra trucks, whatever, as you're driving, oh, and you, the just dream. See like, you see like a black tundra and you're like, oh, that's dope. And then you see that green tundra. You're like, bruh, slow down, at you. <laughs> turn where they turn. Yeah. So what you focus on, okay. With visual attention is attention. When somebody says, oh, I'm paying attention and they're multitasking. They're done. They're toast. If you're trying to write and read, or if you're trying to listen to music with lyrics and read or write, you're done. That's why lo-fi beats comes in. That's where, you know, Paul comes in with his jazz. Okay. Because if you just listen to music 
that slows down the outside peripherals. And then you can zoom in visually on the targets that you want. Now we signal to the brain intense attention because attention, or I'd say it this way, focus always follows your visual attention. You can't have focus without your visual attention. Now, watch this. If somebody's trying to focus auditorily, they'll typically close their eyes because they visualize what they're trying to pay attention to because they yep. need their eyes, right? Yeah. So like if you're watching TV, ESPN, and Alicia's talking to you, you might just be like, huh? Because like you want to close your eyes so you can focus on the auditory because yep. you're picturing her in the room actually. So you stimulated your visual cortex to understand what you're focusing on. Well, that's why you tell people to close your eyes when you pray, right? Yes, because you can see it. And so and where you, what no, you, there's no other distractions. Yes. So what you see, you actually can be. If you can't see it, you can't be it. And this is why you have to visualize, Ty. And this is, you guys make fun of me, but you know, back in the day when I was really big, I used to buy these uh, motivational outfits and hang them up in my closet. <laughs> used to? I think Taven, you just did it last weekend. Okay, so I bought a I bought a shirt a shirt that's large. And I'm like, it's a little tight. So I got I got to look like a baby medium. <laughs> it, it, but it still works. It still works. But that no. but okay, talk about struggles. That one year I bought this outfit, it literally took me two years to fit into it. Yeah. And in my head, Republic. in my head, I told I told Stacy like 90 days. Give me a 90 day challenge. I did 90 day challenge and work. Another 90 day, another, another, another. And so sometimes you set a goal that's too steep, but or sometimes you set it too low and then you're like, get your one goal. And then you're like, Oh, cool. I'm done. And then you fall back. All right. So here okay. let, let's, let's finish with this, this idea. Okay. So that's all cool. Um, but like, I'm here to just debunk all of that because okay. I got like nine shirts with tags on them in my, in my closet. I saw the early success of losing weight. Um, Christmas bumped us off, got back a little bit. January bumped me off. And so I know I need to change. I can play music, but I'm not. My sleep is decent. I do drink some stimulants. Um, I haven't really done the emotional piece, you know, like like doing a movie night or something if if I hit my goals. Um, and my behavior and my focus, which you just went over, you know, um, is is there, but not enough to motivate me to do anything. I just keep pushing it off because I don't want to do the hard work. So in the, at the base of it, is it just like Jerry Rice said, like you just have to give effort at some point, all of that is cool. But at the end of the day, if you're not willing to work hard, what's it, what's it matter? So that, that so, okay, let's say, let's say you've done all these three steps. I'm, I'm literally, this is me right now. So I'm not yeah. like coming up so, with this or pointing. So let's just say you else. did all these three steps. It still comes down to two primary issues. The first issue is I would tell you, it's not as important as you think it is. It's not important to you. You act like it is, you say it is, but it's not actually you. You, It might be your wife's goal for you. It might be your mom's goal for the, you. The getting healthy is not that important or losing weight. That's what you're saying? Correct. Yeah, okay. Okay, it's not because you let things come in the way. So to be honest with you, like that's me with my book. Yeah, so it's not It's not as high a priority as I. it should be. It's on the top. My book's on the top five, but it's definitely not number one because like clients are number one. You know, my reports to doctors and doctor's offices to help kids, like that's number two, like my family. So the book's there, but it's taken two years because it's never been number one. So I would tell you like, to be honest with yourself. So when you have that recognition, like, okay, I'm being honest, this is Tyler versus Tyler time. Like, okay. The weight loss thing, they're getting, healthy I'll, I'll one up you right now. I, I already know four. it's, I already know it's not there. Okay. So that's where you got to be honest with yourself because it's that, then it comes down to not this process that we just walk through, 
because it's more of an internal process of one of two things. The first option here, now, now you say, okay, it's not as important to me as I think it is, number one. All right, now 1A is this. Um, what is stealing my mental effort that's draining me so that I can't put the effort on the book? So for me, I know for a fact. So we talked about this. So we're not taking new patients because we're so far booked out. I'm also taking every other Friday off so I can catch up on my reports, get my office in order so that then I can actually spend every single Friday on my book. So I'm in that process of taking away what I call mental thieves. What are your mental thieves? What's still in your mental energy game? So you can arouse all day. You can work out all day. You can do whatever. Then you sit at your desk to do your book and you see these reports I got to get out. Like there's no way I can work on my book. Uh, you know, doctors are waiting on this stuff. So I got to go. So what's stealing your mental energy? Okay. Yep. The next one, the second one you want to understand is this, and this gets a little deeper, which is how come I don't deserve it? How come I don't deserve it? And that's what we call a self-limiting belief. A self-limiting belief is like, it's not going to matter anyway. When I put on that outfit that I've been waiting to put on, it's not going to matter. When I write my book and somebody says, hey, this is amazing. It's not going to matter. When I fit into that large, I haven't fit into large in four years. Like, it's not going to matter. That's what happens. And so that comes down to the self-limiting belief of why do I think I don't deserve it? Now that hits home, right? Mine is, uh, well, Alicia is coming up from the nightly sleep. That lady went to bed 39 minutes ago. She said, you have, hey, hey, this is a good show. If you keep Alicia up, <laughs> she texts me. Good night, baby. I love you. Have a great podcast. But she just keeps hopping on the hopping in the comments. She said, y'all poked the bear. Uh, you, oh. she said, you haven't found your why your right. Why yet? Yes. See, but here's, here's where I'm at. I cool. I got it all. I, I do, I do believe there's probably some things that are stealing my mental energy. There's some inefficiencies in my, first of all, the way I eat is fell off. So because I don't eat right, I don't have energy. I, you know, stay up all that stuff. Um, not getting up in the morning, not sleeping well. Um, and you know, the self-belief is there. The self, the, the, the thing that the self-belief, let me start over. The self-belief that I struggle with is not, I don't deserve it. Mine is, do you know how long I'll have to do that before I get to where I want to go? Gotcha. So, so, okay, so, so, that's a, that's so a someone has belief. to lose seven pounds. They could go, they could go hard for a month or two, bro. I got to go hard for like a year and a half. You get what I'm saying? To, to be where I want to be, not to see gains. And I know small wins, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, what is going through my head is, dude, it's a two year, a year and a half, a full year, an eight month. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But here's and what I want you to understand. I mean, we've had these conversations for. Yeah. No, but I, I, I want, here's what I want you to focus on, because that's really big, because that's a lot of people who have got a lot of weight. That's a lot of people who've got like a big dream, like a book. There's a lot of people who've got big dreams. And the problem yeah, this is, doesn't have to be weight. That, that's no, a, a two year climb for anything. Yeah, correct. You know? Or like to, a two-year climb, three-year climb to get out of debt. Or climb out of debt, yeah, yeah. Right, or to heal your marriage because you can't yep. come to marriage therapy one weekend, to one conference and be like, okay, we're healed. Okay, so that those are called steep climbs, long climbs, okay? So here's the idea. Number one, they've chunked too big of a, of a, of a step. It's too big. So the concept of baby steps and maybe even mini steps. We talk about the grandma shuffle. We laugh about it, but that's real life. But number two, you're looking at the wrong side of the equation. So we got to climb, right? 
you're looking at this from this side. And you're like, man, that's going to take a two year climb. Okay. And how I've trained my brain to do it is like, okay, that's two years of data. What can I do and what can I teach and how can I lead people if I have two years of data? And this is where, this is where I'm at. Like if I know I hit, if I hit 240, I'll literally, I work out every day. I'll eat clean. I'll drop seven or 10 pounds in one week. And then people go, well, yeah, so do I, but I bounce back, but then I can maintain because I know what to do. I can cut out bread. Just the other day we had sub sandwiches. Oh yeah. We were at the conference. We had a sub sandwich. Yeah. I didn't eat the yeah. bread because, because I'm on a climb right now. So I can, I can be disciplined once I jump in, but then I lose focus like everybody else. You just I'll focus on other things. And next thing you know, I weigh and put on the scale, I'm like 240. What? How did I gain 15 pounds? Okay. And so that's everybody. But so for you specifically, you really have to get back down to that concept of not how long it's going to take, but think about how many wins I'm going to have. Now let's just, just click into something different. So flow state, Jordan hit threes against you know, Cleveland back in the day. And he had, he broke a record and, you know, I think, uh, you know, uh, Curry beat it, but it was like seven threes in a game. And he, he, he ran by their bench like this. He was like, like, bro, like I got nothing. And then in the interview, they're like, what were you thinking? What were you? He's like, dude, that's just it. I wasn't thinking. Okay. So everybody broke this whole concept. Like every, all these scientists was trying to figure out flow state. Flow state isn't the absence of thought. Flow state isn't the absence of, of behavior. Flow state isn't an out-of-body experience. Flow state is actually the reaping of that steep two-year climb or that steep 10-year climb for Mike, whatever it was. So the flow state is this. Once I do repeated behaviors in the same order, this is why I talk about and I harness, I, 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 um, what do you call it? Like uh, repeat all the time. Uh, routine, harp on. routine, routine, harp on. There you go. Yeah. I harp on routine, 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 routine. Because if you put four steps together every day, every day, every day, every day, and the research shows 66 days is a habit. Okay. So now what happens is at that click, that first habit of 66 days, the brain will put these two together, put these two together. Like, I don't know if I can do that. Mark and Minnie. Hey, who said I'm old, bro? Who said I'm old? Old dogs learn new tricks. Let's isn't go. That, isn't that Star Trek? I don't know. Mark and Minnie, Star Trek. I don't know what it uh, is. Okay. But V for victory, baby. I win all oh. day. No, just kidding. <laughs> okay. So look, so now I took four steps into two steps. Now let's say I keep climbing and all of a sudden then those four steps become one step. That's actually automated behavior. And now I'm in flow state. So think about this. We talk about golf all the time when somebody can curve a ball or bend a ball or, you know, draw a ball, kind of come around a tree and kind of dog leg left, whatever. In the beginning of that, there's so many steps you have to even think about. And then you get a pro or somebody who's maybe played college golf. They just step up. They just like loosen up, boom. And they just do it. They don't have to think about it because yeah. it's automated. Okay. And then now if you do a string of automated shots like that, they're in flow state and like, man, I played out of my mind. It's actually not true. They just reaped all of the continued habitual learning over the years or over their climb. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So like, well, you can juggle. I bet you if Stella just gave you three balls, you could juggle. Why? Because you just spent did, years doing it. Just did it the other day. Okay. So th those are things you, you know, I pushed you to do as a kid, like, Hey, juggle, it'd be good for your brain. Like years later, you can still do it. Why? Because you're still reaping the benefits. So for somebody who says, oh, this will be a two-year climb and I just don't know if I got the work in me, like I can go hard for seven days, I can go hard for 30 days, I can do a 90-day challenge, uh, that's the wrong idea. The idea is, okay, after 90 days, how many nuggets of resilience do I get to put in my bag? At the end of my two-year climb, how resilient will I be and how many people can I turn back, like the Bible tells Peter, to turn back and teach your brothers, Okay. And that's the piece you have to hang on to. So yes, your, your kids are worth it. You're worth it. Your wife's worth it, but you're just looking at the wrong side of the equation. 
okay. looking at the work you're looking at the work side not at the reward side or what we call the reaping side yep okay yeah all right uh finish us with like what do we do give us our, our takeaway our uh what what's the steps some practical steps what, what so, we so do? step what step number one tomorrow yeah so step number one you wake up in your journal and you ask yourself this question where do i recognize that i'm stuck and if you're not stuck right now where do i recognize that i'm slipping okay so for most of you i promise you it's snooze and if you snooze your brain kicks into a 90 day, a 90 minute cycle and your brain focuses on 90 minute cycles so if you wake up with your first alarm your brain has 90 minutes now to get up to full speed if you snooze and snooze and snooze and snooze, we uh -huh. just told wife. Are you hearing this, wife? We, you gonna, we, we just oh, you gonna put all my comments in there? Oh, you okay, okay, every day. Because uh, now, watch. I wake up and my brain has no idea what my game plan is. Is my game plan to go sleepy sleep mode, or is my game plan to jump up and be alert? I promise you, there'll come a day if you wake up every time on your first alarm where you'll beat your alarm. And I and I know it's weird, but I I can't get up if I let my alarm ring and ring and ring and ring and ring, because I'll just eventually just sleep through it or hit snooze. I actually thrive on waking up before my alarm hits or right when it hits. And so that's number one. Okay. Wake up with your alarm. Don't no snooze. Number two, journal and recognize where you're slipping. Number three, come up with one time of day where you can have more arousal, like coffee, tea, whatever, and then do something for planning or visual training or goal setting to that one reward or that one climb that you want to do. Okay. So like if, if I could restructure my day, I would go back and I would work out from three to four every day. Cause that's where my brain fogs it up the most. Like that's a, have trouble there a little bit. So a lot of times I'll take some supplements or I'll take a green tea uh, or I'll do something grab a granola bar or something just to spark some kind of system because otherwise I try to get droopy at, you know, three. And I think it's because like so many years I grew up lifting weights at between three and five, three and six. So it's still hard for my brain to let go of that, like go do something. So I get a little anxious, jittery, but I would dial in. Like, let's say if I had my full schedule, I would not try to write my book during three to five. Okay. Does that make sense? Cause I have yeah. to know my day. I have to know what's happening to me. Okay. So yep. sleep's number one, your journal, your recognition, number two, and then you work on a state of the day where I can try to increase arousal to either journal or write or do the activity that I want to do. Those are the three steps. So, so for me or so for, for you, you can't, you can't do the workout at three in the day. So you got to do it at night or in the morning. Correct. So then, you know, let's say, you know, I work nine to five, so I can't, I can't do that at three, you know, I can right. get a coffee or something, but then, you know, that's when you start pushing your, your the morning routine. Correct. And that's where I switched. So that's why I wake up early to do my writing because my focus is better. I can fight through a workout after work. I, it's hard for me to fight through reports and papers and writing after work. My, my cognitive focus is down. So I do my cognitive stuff in the morning. I do my workout stuff at night. That's what I flipped. Uh, okay. So Alicia <laughs> was awake. She said, um, so I commented and said, yeah, are you, I tagged her instead of you hearing this. And she said, yes, but who still gets up and works out in the morning, which is obviously her. Uh, but then she did ask a question. What if she okay. sets an alarm? Oh, this is what she said. What if I set an early alarm to snooze on purpose? And then I know after two snoozes, I get up. Yeah. The, you know, but your brain doesn't know. Cause once you, once you wake so up, even though she's, she does that on a regular basis. Yeah. It's still the same thing. Yeah, this is no different than a person who sets their clock back 15 minutes 
or ahead 15 minutes so they I know they got a 15 minute window <laughs> you still I, know dude, my car no okay. no it it works though Bruh, the I'm other day i was zooming to school because i thought still was late and then i it, i really i remembered oh wait that clock's not right yeah correct but you still know your brain still knows that's what i'm trying to tell you you can mm. you can fool you for a moment but once you hit awareness your brain knows like ah, oh, bro that's not even the right time all right yeah so okay. take that wife snoozing <laughs> your brain <laughs> uh, look, so wait so, wait hold on so so if your brain sleeps for 90 minutes after the snooze ish and yeah. she gets up 90 minutes before me to work out but basically our brains are working waking up at the same time if she got up and started uh -huh. doing work yes but since she reboots the workout she's heightened alertness yeah so she'll stat so she won't she won't be on point right away but she still accelerates faster than you dumb yeah all right well i'm getting up tomorrow take that so here's what's funny here's what's funny here's uh, the reality of this if you want to change if you want change to happen you just got to do the hard work yes like that's it, it. If, if you want change to happen it's you versus you it's no one's going to do it. and this is what because, okay dude, i got so, a new so bike david goggins seat. david goggins talks about this he'll say who is going to carry the boat with a bunch of other explicitives okay I'll say this, yeah. I, if, I, if I, like, I, okay, today, so four o'clock, I wake up, I'm looking at getting up to do my prayer, I'm laying in bed, just laying there a little bit, and then I just kind of, like, look around, and I was, like, just thinking, okay, what if I, what if I, what if I slept till 5, 4.30, just, just a thought, and I literally thought it was maybe 30 seconds, and then a little bit later, I'm like, just do it, dude, just get up, and I say this, nobody's coming to rescue you, that's my thing, nobody's coming to rescue you, so I hop up, and I look, and it's four or five, I was like, dang, that took five minutes, <laughs> I was awake, I didn't fall asleep, but it's just, that, that it goes bleep. so fast right but normally i pop up but today was a little bit harder for struggle but here's yeah, the thing you, I, you. you have to say this you versus you thing what is that going to be like nobody's coming I, and I, this is just me nobody's coming to rescue me right cameron haynes cameron hayes says nobody cares work harder yeah this is this is when it comes down to that grind of that daily work it's you versus you like are you going to do it or you're not you know now you could play that one song where you're like i'm gonna float your boat like back in the day when me and you used to dominate halo yeah yeah the old school <laughs> whatever it takes i need to start right? playing that takes. uh you know that high school we i think we talked about this on a couple of other podcasts but yeah. that high school football team that's sitting in the locker room and they're like we ready yes we i get jacked on yes. that that's it that that's should be it. my alarm yes uh, note to say. oh oh okay here's another quick thing for all y'all snoozers so uh on your phone if you have a smartphone go to your alarm and actually give your alarm a name Give your alarm a name. Excuse like me. Softy. Weakling. Why? Scrub. Because when you go to hit snooze, you see scrub. <laughs> like, okay. So if I hit scrub, if I hit alarm, I got it. I got my, my alarms are named uh like church morning, uh church morning with girls, school no, no, day. No. You gotta have oh. an alarm to say who will carry the boat. Scrub. Nobody's gonna rescue me. All right. Two so times. So, so, so here's where we're at. Recognition, number one, intense yes. attention uh, on sleep, a stimulant in emotion. Yes. And behavior. Yeah. And the, yeah, the last one is, is visual attention is your focus, right? Focus yeah. equals visual attention. Yep. So okay. you focus hard on your, on what you're doing. Remember we talked about tunnel vision. Yep. And three so things you need to do to move forward or, or refocus is don't snooze. Yes. Take a moment where you recognize where you're at and then also where you want to be. And you have to journal it and you have to say it out loud. 
By journal, it, you mean just write it down. You don't mean right. like actually dear di diary. No, no, no. I write it down yeah. like date just and time. Like I recognize that this is her whiteboard name. on a mirror somewhere. Sticky yeah. note. Correct. Okay. And so, then... so write it down and say, so I write it down like, Hey, on this date, I recognize that snooze is killing me. And then I look in the mirror and I'm going to say, Hey, Sanchez snooze is freaking killing me. Yep. And then the last one, uh, find a stimulant or a time that you can get fired up to do whatever you're accomplishing. Like because, once yes. again, we're not talking about only working out. That's just where I'm at. This, this is, yes. and so, you know, have a stimulant, write down your finances, Yes. Get a cup of coffee, write a book, do whatever yeah. you or or like mom and I room. will use mom and I will use dark chocolate in the evening. Like if I'm doing writing or work or we got to sit down and do a bills or something, we'll just grab a handful of dark chocolate and just sip on it a little bit. Like dude, you know, those uh dark chocolate espresso beans, those things work. Yeah, that would be good too. But we gotta be careful with caffeine at night after dinner because yeah. then it suppresses your sleep hormones. Yeah, that didn't so work. Then, so then you're waking up droggy again. Yeah, um, very good. And then at the end of the day, I mean, you just got to do it. Like, just stop being a baby. Who will carry the boat? Because that's where I'm at. Like, I know all this stuff. Nobody cares. Work harder. I've refocused like 52 times. You know what I'm saying? Like, this versus is, you. This is it. It's just, it's a constant, dude. It's just every times day. To be the old you or new you? Every day. I know it seems, um, <laughs> I know it seems bad, but it's it. That's what it comes they, down to. Oh, I hit the, I, I didn't even hit the mic. I hit this point. Um, Nate said, Tanya says, I don't open my eyes to hit snooze. Did, neither do I. What? Especially yeah. with the iPhone, you just hit the the button on the side. You don't okay, even have so, to see So me. listen to this. This is why so many kids. You just do the boop. This is why so many kids, like when I, when I do an assessment, the first thing I ask question is like, let me see what, what period, what classes do you have? What period? And I'm like, okay, what are your lowest grades? The lowest grades always first period. And so I know right away who that kid is. Like, let me guess. You wake up, throw on sweatpants, throw them in inside out, grab a Pop-Tart. You realize it's stale in the car, so you don't eat. You get the first period. You're trying to bum food off somebody. And they look at their mom, and they're like, did you email him? I'm like, no, that's who you are. Yeah. Okay. Or there's that, then there's the other kid, you know, who wakes up, eats, got a routine, gets to school, ready to go. They dominate grades. It's, and I know it's so hard for people, but it, it, you are your routine, period. End of story. Your daily um, habits make you. I'm fired up today. Oh, let's go. Much I'm, as about, I'm about to go to bed. No. Um, <laughs> uh, Auntie Cal said, I got a dog and I have never snoozed again. She gets me up at 7 a.m. every single morning. Perfect. There you go. See, so that's arousal. Boom. She's already stimulated. Okay, but here's the other thing. Here's what I told Alicia. So, like, so the mornings I get up, oh, my camera, hold on. There you're slipping. No more snoozing. All right. So the mornings, this is the last thing, last thought. Okay. The mornings that I get up, here's the dumbest part about this whole thing, right? Okay. So the mornings I get up, do my 5 a.m. wake up, get my cup of coffee, do my morning devotion, do editing or video stuff for 45 minutes to an hour, work out for 45 minutes to an hour, get the girls up, go to school. I feel amazing. Like, I love it. And then the next morning comes and my alarm goes off and I go, oh, dude, sleep would be so much better. And then okay. if I get up, I go, dude, I love this. I'll literally tell Lisa, I don't know why I don't do this every day. But then every time it comes in the next morning, I go, dude, this is stupid. So you just gave your answer. That's your answer. We just spent an hour to figure out your answer and it came in one minute. Wait, is this whole show an intervention for me? I don't know. Do y'all just set this up on purpose? 32 people. Alicia. 15 people watching and Alicia, she's they, they still hit, up. I know she's that still up. Chat for you. Here's the yeah, deal. I know you, she's just, still you, just, up. you just gave your answer. So look, 
we just have been talking about self-talk all the time. And we talk about this because it's important. So like, if I'm your dad and I coach you and you walk by, you are my dad, you just struck out. I'd be like, Hey, good at bat. No matter what I say to you, your self-talk says, whatever, shut up. Or you come outside mom's like, honey, you did amazing. You did amazing. You're like, mom, you never played baseball in your life. You wouldn't say that to her because you're not going to be disrespectful, but you say it inside your head. Your self-talk always shuts the door or opens the door. So when you just said, you just, you work out, you do all your routine. You're like, I feel never feel better. But then at bedtime, you're like, man, sleeping will feel so much better. So listen, shout out to stone, stone cold or what's it called? Cold stone. <laughs> the, ice cream, the ice cream place that Valencia likes. Uh, cold stone. Cold stone. So you like, not love, you like waking up early and hitting your routine, but you love sleeping in. You got to like it, it. You got to love it. I love right? it. So your self-talk says, hey, I like the routine. It's pretty dope. But like, it's dude, sleeping in is fire. Yeah. I love it. Feel so the difference. Feel, yeah. So listen, you can't lie to yourself. The Bible ain't a lie. You can't lie to yourself. The devil's a liar. And it's a <laughs> snooze button. <laughs> you can't um, all right. Mom said go to bed earlier. I like chilling at night though. So yeah. Right. All right. And then at least he said that is part of the problem. Uh, see, I told you she was up. I knew yeah. it. <laughs> to be honest with you, to bed. I don't, I mean, I can, I can pass up sleeping in, but it is hard to go to bed early. That's, me uh, too. you know, here's where I'm at. So yeah, like, it's hard. you get up, you work, you take your girls to school, you pick them up, you work all day long, you come home. And as a parent, it, you don't get your own time because you're playing unicorns and Pegasus and watching Coco Melon, and then you're cooking, then you put the dishes away, then you get school ready, then you do baths, and you sit down at 9 o'clock. I'm like, dude, I want an hour or two by myself just to chill, read articles, watch videos, do whatever I want to do. Next thing I know, it's too late, then I'm sleepy, tired, long, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so set an alarm so you can do that for 45 minutes instead of two hours. Yeah, but we just we just went through why I the alarms don't work. I just snooze them. Okay. At the end of the day, I just got to do it. it. I just got to do it. That's it. it. Like it, love it. This podcast is brought to you by Just Do It. Yes, this podcast is brought to you by Eliza Sanchez. <laughs> do it. Yeah, you just got a point. It's just like. <laughs> All right. Anything else you got? No, that's it. That's right. it. Well, the, no the bottom. Okay, one more thing. The bottom line is oh. keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep climbing, keep climbing, keep moving. Because then, based on that, you can answer. You can ask questions, and we got data. We can always work with data. If you sit down, do nothing. Two weeks from now on our next talk, you still got nothing. Four weeks from now, four years from now, you still got nothing. Yep. My biggest approach to you is move. Move. Like it. Sweet. Uh, as always, we love you. Renew your perspective. Move towards uncertainty. Find what's awesome about that in every situation. Why, why, why? Forget there's two times to be great. You like it. When you don't, we love you. See y'all later. Peace. I had to realize what's inside of me For all of the people that lied to me For all of the people that said I would fall off Oh, but what a time to be alive I wrote this for everyone, feel like they counted out You need to look in the mirror and tell yourself It's time to be who I am now Greatness